Maths Drive presents. Oh, got to get ready. Laptop. Plant. That looks nice there. Ooh, cookies. Yum. Notebook. Microphone. Webcam. And coffee, of course. A video podcast where deaf, hard of hearing, and disabled creatives and their allies chat about experiences, best practice, and the future of the arts. The Green Room. Welcome to The Green Room, a weekly video podcast produced by the Strive Collective, a collaboration between Hot Coals Productions and the DH Ensemble. My name is Jennifer Bates. Uh, everyone calls me Jen. And this is my sign name. So I uh, take two fists. I kind of put the fists facing outwards and then keep them down uh, your kind of body, chest body, and then you shake them from side to side. Jen, that's my sign name. Uh, I am white. I have longish, reddish, uh, dark hair. Um, I'm wearing a blue top today and I've got a cream background, plain wall with a, a radiator. Um, I, I'm in my house in Glasgow and uh, I, if you can hear my accent you'll have uh, noticed I'm Scottish and uh, I'm super happy to be here today. So over 12 weeks we have been having uh, the most exciting chats with some of the brilliant deaf, disabled uh, and neurodiverse talent and industry allies here in the UK and internationally. We have been celebrating best practice, uh, spotlighting unsung heroes and inspiring others to keep access and diversity front and centre from now until the coming months and coming years. Uh, we publish each interview at half past seven on a Thursday on our YouTube channel and you can have all these details on our project website, our YouTube channel and our social media channels as well. Uh, you can tweet along with the conversation if you're into that by using the hashtag, hashtag thegreenroom underscore UK. That's hashtag thegreenroom underscore UK. Amazing. So uh, I would like to introduce my BSL version, if that's all right. So today my interpreter is Tracy Tyre, the lovely Tracy Tyre. Tracy, would you like to introduce yourself? Yes, uh, good afternoon. Or good evening, depending on when you watch. <laughs> uh, my name is Tracy. My sign name is um, you grab your wrist and you pull away with your two fingers. Um, some people know this as the sign for Sweden, but it's not. There's no relation. I'm a white woman uh, with short, dark hair, glasses, and a rather lovely new jumper with uh, a lightning flash from left to right in rainbow colours. Fabulous. Loving the rainbow jumper. Clocked it as soon as I saw you. Uh, and our guest today is uh, the brilliant Rachel, I'm going to try this, Nokoro. Yeah, that's great. Um, Rachel, my love, would you uh, like to give us a wee intro for yourself? Hi, I'm Rachel Nokoro. I am a black woman. I have a afro and I'm wearing glasses. Um, pinky lipstick, hoop earrings, gold hoop earrings, a black top, um, two rings, one's an amethyst crystal ring. Um, I'm sitting on a black chair uh, with a white background and I'm in my parents' house in 
London, Northwest London. Um, I'm really happy to be here and I'm going to introduce my lovely BSL version, Naki. Hello everybody, uh, my name is Naki Saeed Lawson. <laughs> I'm a black woman. I've got long, well, just sort of COVID length hair, <laughs> black hair. I have a, a dark blue dress and um, yes, I've got a ring and a gold band on my hand. Fabulous. Thank you so much for that. That was beautiful. So that's the four people in the room today. Um, and uh, yeah, thank you so much for joining us today. So I'm going to do a bit of a, a formal bio, Rachel, for you. So if anyone okay. doesn't know who Rachel are, I just I would just want to say you must you must know who this person <laughs> is. I'm going to seriously I've joked before the interview, but I'm I'm telling everybody I may uh. just fan girl over, over the place like I. Uh, just have devoured your work. I think it's incredible. Um, I'm really so happy, happy you're here. So I, I mean it, my love, honestly. I really, really mean it. I think it's fab. Um, so I'm going to do a bit of a bio, right? You ready for this? Yeah. So Rachel is many, many things. And those things include being an actor, a writer, a director, a spoken word artist, and an artivist. Yeah. Rachel has won many awards. Uh, and these include the Black British Theatre Award Inaugural Disability Champion 2020, mm -hmm. the Stage Best Debut Performance in a Play 2020, uh, a UK Slam Championship in 2016, a Roundhouse Slam Finalist 2016 and 2017, and a World Slam Finalist in 2016. And in addition, <laughs> Rachel has worked with several companies and these companies include, you ready for this, Tracy? The Royal Shakespeare Company, Royal Courts, Soho Theatre, the Lyric Theatre, the National Theatre, Her Majesty's Theatre, ITV, Stonewall UK, So Far Sounds, and Brainchild Festival. And I could go on, I could go on. Um, because the list is really incredible and uh, I'm so glad, I'm so glad that so many people can see your work. Mm -hmm. um, so that's our formal intro done. And now we're going to be in our green room and we're going to relax. So we get to have a little, yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that chill moment where you get your little cup yeah. All the, this, you know, the sweat is still kind of stale and all of that, but, um, uh, you get to have a one-to-one -one cat check-in and um, a wee chat, and that's that's what we're doing today. So, um, thank you so much for joining us. Um, and uh, yeah, the last twelve weeks or thereabouts, uh, we've been interviewing all these amazing people, and um, I'm really happy that you're here with us today. So, I wondered if we just just wanted to kick off by uh, you um, just telling us a bit about your background. Uh, I did the kind of formal bio, but I wonder if you could uh, let us know sort of how you came to become the artist that you are today. Mm, great, yeah, of course. I um, really 
influenced by what I see around me and wanting to make the world better. Um, that's, re that's really my fuel. Um, I'm uh, Igbo, Nigerian, Black woman, queer, disabled, neurodiverse, and occupying these different intersects allows me to live in multiple worlds and thus see how many different um, perspectives and truths exist. And which is, it's, can be wonderful. And that really fuels my work as an artist is trying to transmute the expansive nature of my consciousness, which is just like quite a cosmos. I call it my neuroverse mm -hmm. into forms of expression into manifest fractal manifestations that we can use to like better understand our humanity and our, our place here. And um, yeah, definitely so much my my heritage as being a an Igbo woman in that my family has such from an early age rooted me in my indigenous culture. So I have a real affinity with our interconnectivity as beings and the need for love in in revolution and justice work and that it that while having experienced some te like terrible things in my life is a really cool intersect as well to try and <laughs> I am have like very much become aware that I am a real embodiment of love um it, it, I would have to try very hard not to be and and I've tried and it doesn't it doesn't really work like so a way to respond to some really dark parts of our collective psyche um, in a play that play in a way that doesn't create further destruction, but does not allow us to bypass the processes we need to do. Um, and I think this is the work of the creative and the storyteller and, and I could make it um, synonymous with revolutionary in my eyes, so many revolutionaries have been creative. So this is, it's not really, yeah, it's an inter, it's just a, that's a big model of where I've been, where I am and sort of where I've, I'm going. It, I guess my roots have really put me on a path or a calling in my work. Yeah, I think everything you said is, I'm completely wonderful. Um, uh, and I completely wholeheartedly agree. Um, and I think what I would want to reply to that is that I can see all of that in your work. Like I can see all of that history and all of that knowledge and all of that research mm -hmm. um, and all of that wanting to come from a place of love, uh, but to make radical change through that. And I, and, um, and I, I think that's really something that I strive to do as well. So when I I saw, you know, that's kind of your ethos, if you like, um, I just thought, yeah, that's 
to me, that's what DHE is. That's what hot calls are. That's what all these companies are that are really kind of, I sort of think we're all sort of, we've all got the the big picture, right? But um, mm-hmm. we're sort of flying our own little flags in our way, <laughs> but equally like trying to support each other and keep each other up because, you know, it can can be tiring at times. <laughs> um, yeah, totally. Yeah, no, I, 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 I'm just thinking about, um, I wrote a list from your website as well about um, how you describe yourself. Mm. And uh, I, I just want to applaud you for that, actually, um, because of your kind of self-awareness. And, and we just witnessed that in how you answered that first question. You, you didn't answer it with a, well, I'm an actor and, you know, all that kind <laughs> of thing. You just go deep, and I think that's that's what art needs. It can be right, and and mm. that is and and as you said, with through through the love, but not bypassing any of the hard stuff. Right? Mm-hmm. So, if I may, can I? I want to read this list out. Go ahead, please. Thank you so much. In a in a beautiful kind of awareness way. So, Tracy, are you ready? <laughs> so we go. This is how Rachel is described on her website, folks. Multidisciplinary artist. Sacred storyteller. Published author. Angelic agitator. Mm. Cultural leader. Creative innovator. Artistic explorer. Dream scientist, access guardian, imagination wanderer, light worker, freedom fighter, abundance advocate, radical pioneer, goddess, Mm. energy alchemist. Spiritual psychologist, see mm. PTSD survivor, mm-hmm. and soulful human. Yeah. <laughs> and, and do you know I I I am so desperate to put this in the chat because I want people to see yes. all this. And yeah, I don't. I love it. I, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I eat it. Lovely. I lo- <laughs> It's so beautiful. And I literally read that and I just like applauded my computer. <laughs> yes. Like a person that can can be aware of all those pieces of who you are um, and value all of those pieces. Um, and I don't really have a question actually around this, but I think what I do have is an invitation to mm. anyone who's watching this conversation because my invitation would be to write your own list. Mm. <laughs> It's a beautiful one. I extend it also. And thank you because it's it's a it's a great thing to do to to in that's no small thing to invite people to look at the, their different selves mm-hmm. in a in a in a in a really empowering light and and with and with specificity. Like we do really sh- that's a big part of where Rachel Shapes come from comes from is that that world of transformation. <laughs> And not being fearful of these cycles of death, um, life, rebirth, and and becoming something new. That's like what creative creation is. That's what creatives do. And yeah. that's 
that's uh, so it's great <laughs> it's just thought it's a great thing to invite people to do and allow themselves to be them like fully themselves mm-hmm. and and so often I feel that we're like okay you're allowed to be that one and that one and that one but it's actually not okay to be that one but yes. actually if you didn't have that one you wouldn't be able to make the work you make right and it's about owning all of that mm-hmm. and taking real ownership of that exactly yeah totally um, amazing. So uh, with with all of this, with all of who you are in mind, I'd love uh, to invite you to have uh, uh, tell us about your recent project, your most recent project, um, mm-hmm. the uh, Black Minds workshops that yeah. you've been doing. Um, so uh, yeah, just the floor is yours, my love. Please tell us. Oh, wonderful. So it's part of a large project, Black Minds which is a multidisciplinary artivism, art as activism project that I'm working on with the wonderful Coco Brown, who is my creative producer. And it's got many branches of this tree and Black Mind Blooms, the workshop season is um, one branch where we've got these four pillars um, that we wanna explore and improve for black people in Britain which are mental health, well-being, justice and joy. And so in these workshops, we explore these four pillars with facilitators and working with different um, intersecting communities um, with black people. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it's, it's a life's work, really, this beautiful seed that we are <laughs> germinating and and cultivating and nurturing it's real in the trenches of the grassroots um and it's such a blessing to be a black woman working with this black mixed woman who is creating um our own path in a movement that already has exist existed for generations before us and hopefully will cease to exist at some point, a fight for freedom. So these, the, the, it, the idea of this project um, to, at the, which is at the moment virtual, mm-hmm. is to, we, we're focusing on branches that we can produce while we're in this state because it's part of our practice to be very able to evolve and to basically like move time around based on how our circumstances change. So we're able to get, we got some funding and we're trying to um, source different um, resources from from organizations like interpreters and um zoom accounts for the bits where we're we're under because we're building and we're growing and it have a big commitment to be transparent about it being really hard to trying to do to try and do great work in this world it's not like glamorous like oh we're, we're perfect we're out here mm-hmm. but we're that's why it's black mind blooms because we're we're growing mm-hmm. and um the other and the other little bit that we're we've got a bit of funding on and we're we're launching soon will be the scene called bad mind 
which will have yeah it will have different commissioned works or reimagined works from black people in britain that respond again to those four pillars and and we're just re yeah really looking towards archiving documenting the legacy of um justice workers and artists um that are so often um black disabled queer um and marginalized and erased and and to reinvent what the idea of archiving and collecting um processes of work looks like mm -hmm. um changing like all these things the conversations we're having about practice and decolonizing and and wanting to bring models of care like you talked about it being exhausting and i immediately just thought oh collective care like models of how you know you support each other in times like this how to show the building blocks of that happening mm -hmm. but you know hopefully not times where things get rolled back and dismantled and future generations want to know how did how do they do it like mm -hmm. yeah we're thinking about these things <laughs> I, I mean yes yes to all of this yes 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 um i love that mental health well-being justice and joy like yeah yeah beautiful i mean um I'm I'm so intrigued to know the process you're you're going on to dismantle and and rebuild. Um, is, there, is there anything else you'd like to add, to add to that? Just tell me a little bit more detail about how what does that look like for you in that kind of space? Or do you mean in do you mean in terms of our practice, like the way that we operate? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I do. Well, it's much of it comes very rooted from who me and coco are mm -hmm. and that's a beautiful thing we're very clear in our in our vision of of not being interested in exclusion and not being interested in compromising our integrity for profit and yeah. um, not like wanting to abolish the police and wanting to dismantle capitalist structures and not wanting to exploit people and wanting models of care and love and nurturing and to want to um, prioritize that there are minds, bodies, hearts and spirits in a space with all different needs, desires and capacities and that to acknowledge that and have an awareness of that and to embrace our difference and celebrate it and navigate it mm -hmm. could allow us to evolve as a human consciousness and for us all to do our best and to work out our optimum. Mm -hmm. um, and so <laughs> starting to make systems around that, that truth, that yeah. shared truth, and with our talent and make, making language that doesn't exist and being like, we are capable of governance. We are capable as communities that mm -hmm. believe in love mm -hmm. of, of creating order from this chaos. We can't get worse than it is now, can it? Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, no, can't. <laughs> uh, no, you're completely yeah, spot on. And do you know, I'd written in my notes. Right, I'm going all over the place now, but I feel like this is what we need to talk about because you we're talking about I, I am always questioning duty of care, right? What is my duty of care in that rehearsal room as the director of Deech Ensemble? In many rooms, I am the director in Deech Ensemble. And um what how do I really care for the people in that room? Like what do they really need? And and uh they are 
about to be very vulnerable. They need me to hold a safe space. They need me to make them uh, be, they need to be protected. They don't need to feel protected. They need to be protected. Mm -hmm. And um, I I, I clocked on um, one of your, uh, ah, your Twitter, you write, I act, direct, write, speak, love and rest. And when I saw the word rest, I was like, yes, because that we're not talking about rest. We're not talking about giving people space and time. That's another thing you've also said. And again, I was like, yes, I need to speak to this woman. Uh, The thing that the artist industry, this is a quote, a direct quote from you, Rachel. I hope that's okay. (laughs) <laughs> You've, uh, you said, I believe, the thing that the arts industry doesn't do for disabled people is create space and time. Yeah. And particularly from an access point of view, um, I wonder if you can speak to that from your point of view. Yeah, I think it's pretty deep because it's, it, it speaks to not challenging what feels like the immovable, the status quo. Um, Because we need to. When I'm saying going radical right to the root and like digging out the like the most uncomfortable things, there is resource. Mm -hmm. There is absolutely resource. So in the term of the way like met energy works it's possible to move around space and time we're we're actually able to do it in the way we we understand the world and for me it's about respecting myself and the other people that I can't even see enough to vocalize who isn't in the space that could be, you know, what, why I have a question mark inside me. That's a very real thing that I won't, I won't just accept something because someone has told me that's the way Mm -hmm. it is. And very often there's something in me that, that just jars because I will question the intent of why something is the way it is. Um, And a lot of the time, these things are made to appear rigid. As a block to like something like so much greater. So what what I I guess what I I believe is that to create time, you need to think about the provisions that you want to make mm-hmm. for an abundantly accessible space mm-hmm. at the formation of a seed of an idea really like that should be it should be at the start it should be in there with the nucleus with all the other things that make the idea brilliant yeah Absolutely, oh, completely, absolutely. Yeah, lo- I'm loving uh, this. Just when you say that, we mentioned about the block. My first question is, and who put that block there? Mm. Right, and why did they put that block there? And then, yeah, just as you said, how do we literally get into the root of it? And uh, 
and constantly asking questions, right? Constantly having to question ourselves as well. Well, well yeah, because play, you know, there's a, a there's a myth, there's an illusion that it's things have that things that happen faster better, or things that happen in a very what people perceive to be like simple way, but it's actually just linear or a way that is familiar is better and a fear of chaos and the positive creative um element of it yeah yes uh yeah completely um so i'm I'm intrigued to keep going keep having this conversation and i want to talk a bit about your um poetry your spoken word Mm -hmm. Um, and I'm just gonna do a proper fangirl thing and be like, "Oh yeah, <laughs> that's super sweet, mate." Honestly, I read um, Medusa online, yeah. and I was just like, "I'm getting this book. Amazing. I am absolutely." And it's just incredible. And every single line, every single word, I'm like, "Like yes, People I'm so glad." That, and and I think um the the something you do so well that I think uh, I want I always want art to do is to make me feel like you're talking to me yeah I feel like when I've watched um how much um I I was like this this woman is talking about my experience but then I know you're talking about other like it was just um so so specific and yet so universal mm-hmm. and uh, I think that's something that you do really 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 well and um just linking this to what you were talking about about uh, the idea that process is linear or um something that happens quickly is better um because to me when I when I look at your words on the page or when I see you perform them um to me it feels like it's literally just happened like it like Mm. it looks so easy and it looks like it's flowing out of you like you have a little creativity tap and you just turn it and I imagine that's not the case um (laughs) so just for for funsies I I would love to know what your 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 personal artistic process is and and what is how does that get from your your body onto the page or yeah, I would. Yeah, of course. It's it's a wonderful thing that um, my creative space is often either like it's very much a natural landscape. It's either um, my neuroverse, what I would talk about. My like, it's just like my cosmos, or it's it, I become in under the ocean. And um, and when I talk, and those are the landscapes often, that's the sort of landscapes I'm in, but the process itself can vary, very, 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 uh, very much. Mm-hmm. It can I, it, but if you can imagine, it can be like, I could be wading through sludge, but, <laughs> or I could be in like fresh waters, but I, what resonates is this is the this the spark, mm-hmm. the reason why I know there's something to pursue. There's that 
that's something that is my um my goddess my soul my like um intuition my like mm -hmm. higher mind can hit like can feel an idea that's like keep going with this keep swimming and then there'll be a very familiar tugging that's like no this is ludicrous this is wild you're, you're too far in the deep and that's usually when like i'll keep going because i'll know that that's fear and doubt and all the things that block creative um fear and doubt all the things that block creatives and many other things right all yeah the it, but it, it, but it can be it can be really a great wisdom no like being able to be aware of what the things that want you to turn away from something are um because it's still all information that i found like i love the process i love that i love the process i'll go very expansive i'll see i will see a vision and the vision in is has got like has got sensations in it and i know that i'll sort of go in a certain direction and it'll feel like oh yeah it's good give some more find some more details here or research something until you feel a ping research something until you feel a ping. it's like a it's like when you hear a note that feels right mm -hmm. and or but that but then it will just be a time to stop that and go somewhere else and i sort of build a build yeah that's what i say in it and not a, it's not a template sort of format yeah, yeah. um to find because i because i'm that multidisciplinary aspect of my storytelling has really liberated me for a long time into mm -hmm. knowing that giving best serving the story mm -hmm. and letting that lead me is the most it's the most grounding thing that allows me to go wherever because I know I'm like, oh, no, that's not quite right for us. Like, we're in this together. I'm not trying to squeeze it into a form that it doesn't, it doesn't work. It doesn't work for best. Like, because I'm scared to go into another terrain. Mm -hmm. I feel, I don't, um, I don't want this to come across as corny in any way, right? But I just want to say that that, not being aware that aware of yourself like is not crowbarring the thing in to fit the mold and and just and and being led where you feel it needs to go whether that's really hard um is really courageous and I don't mean that in a cheesy way I mean like I'm so grateful there's people like you that can tap into that intuitiveness and that knowing and that cosmos, mm. as you said, like that can tap into this thing that's so much more than. Yeah, it's bigger than the commission. It's bigger than the than whatever topic you're working with. Like, what, what, why? How does this thing satisfy your soul? Like, when will you? Why am I? Why am I doing it? Why do I want to do this? Like, why? Mm. And it's just not. It's not cheesy to me. To, to me at all it's one of that that is actually one of the sicknesses of our industry is this is believing that um this is with love is yeah. believing that virtues and like um affirming virtues is like cringe or cheesy it's like courage, courage is a such is a is is a beautiful thing that we struggle to recognize on a day-to-day -day. Yeah. i really appreciate i'm that. so 
I'm so glad you do because I really do mean it as like a thank you for being courageous. I do. Yeah. I was looking recently at the word, like the root of the word is from Latin cor, which means heart. Mm. And then I noticed that in French it's cur and yeah. I think something else is corazon and just the idea of speaking um, from your heart as to be as to be um feel like such a risk but actually being so brave and that is where change happens right Mm -hmm. that is where the real impact happens that where people if you can honestly stand in in that and be heart true to yourself and and in a in a place of other people as well like that that's where the that's that's it Mm -hmm. yeah and it's just the the the, the journey to get there right like that's that's the, the struggle is and we have to deal with the word world that we live in <laughs> yeah we do but we're in a real pivotal time we're in a real piv- we're in another civil rights movement like yeah. this is um we're picking up the baton for our elders and ancestors mm-hmm. um in the 70s and long before mm-hmm. and we have a real opportunity here not to continue down a path of destruction mm-hmm. as a collective. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have, I have a lot of faith and hope. Um, that's that's the, the real truth is that I believe that things will be better. Yeah, I do too. I'm with you. Um, uh, th- there's so much we could chat about and uh, I would love us to talk about your well, yourself as a director and yeah. as an actor as well if we may so um I you know in my research discovered you had directed Funeral Flowers mm-hmm. um by Emma Dennis Edwards and that that performance uh, was a uh one of Fringe First at the festival and then also uh Philippa Brand Brand Brandgan, what was it? Ranganka award as well. Um, and I mean, I was reading up on it, and it just sounds incredible. And I'm gutted I missed it actually. So, just for everyone else watching, I wondered if you wanted to tell us a bit about what that was. It was part of the power play site specific showcase as well. It sounds incredible. Please go on. Yeah, that was that was wonderful. I worked with. Funeral, funeral flowers for a couple of years. We took it first for a, a run, a full length run at Edinburgh in Edinburgh, and we sold out. It did really well. Emma was incredible, and it was ah oh, just this yeah the kind of theatre I love, um, playing with form in so many ways. So we had the site specific element. We took her up, took over this flat in Edinburgh. Mm-hmm. and led the audience from different through different rooms and Emma was had a one-on-one sort of relationship direct speech relationship with the audience which I love and that wall breaks mm. um that's a major thing that we have in our work it's like if it's live let's make it live right? exactly and not pretend like there isn't some fluidity here and yeah. that we're alive yeah that yeah. we're alive we're alive exactly so that was just a joy it was a joy and yeah um power play was it was part of this um group of series of shows that were all written by women and 
starring women, uh, which was wonderful to be a part of and to work with Emma, this fantastic black woman and writer. And then we were able to evolve it to a transfer um, to London for a, a small tour around a few venues. And then it had a three week long run at, at the bunker. Um, and that was, it was a gift for me as a director as, um, and such a learning process. I realized how different <laughs> it is for me to work as a director with a disability than yeah. my other fields, my other disciplines. Um, and it needing, just needing the specific support structures in place, like how lonely it can be in all, in all honesty, like it to, and how difficult it can be to ask for support, um, unless you're again, very prepared for the difficulties that will arise. And you need a lot of, you need, I believe I learned a lot about needing to create systems. Um, that, that was a big introduction to the importance of creating systems far, far in advance yeah. for yourself as well as everyone else that you mm. want to, to safeguard. Can you give us an example of um, a, a support system that you were like, oh, this is great. <laughs> um, well, with, so we had this incredible associate and assistant director, Sophia Tara Compton, who I think was just an essential asset to the production. And I became very aware along the process how necessary um, and how much a gift that was for me. But also I think the content of the show being um, having a lot of tra like trauma, traumatic themes inside it and me being um, having PTSD is something that I think there is a real disparity with how I can even still recognize my physical disabilities over my mental disabilities and giving value to being aware of, of having a system regardless of whether you think you need it, it should still exist. Yeah. And that I think is a sort of dark, like dark spot for me in, in, in believing that I'm so, I'm so beyond competent that I would say, because I can, because I can do it, which is obviously the trap, then, then I will, because otherwise you have to intimate something that is, I think is a harder language with psychological disabilities to intimate your access needs without feeling um, exposed. Um, it's, it's, a, it's a different, it's a very different experience, experience at, at least. So. Yeah, no, ca carry on, sorry, don't mean to interrupt. Yeah, so I think, And, and a lot of the things about trauma responses as well, being, you know, either dissociation or just being that, that sort of panic means that if this, if the system isn't in place and known by more than that person before the moment, then you're not, you're, you may not, you, you may have 
more than capacity to work but may not be speaking from an informed place for the best way to nurture yourself like nurture yourself and put your needs on top of the needs of people around you or the production so it was a it was a lesson for me about responsibility for for myself and accountability for myself and boundaries with myself in terms of my health and how that better serves the that also better serves the production but it's hard because you know i always give myself the grace and that these systems didn't exist we didn't have we had a really small budget and things were very fast and i was you know when you're disabled and there's you're you're not especially as a black woman definitely not seen to be uh, a member of um this community it can be very difficult to assert i find it so hard to assert my needs like so hard mm -hmm. so i was definitely much further behind in my journey for even knowing what they were not to talk of communicating them mm -hmm. and and that not and navigating the guilt mm -hmm. like remembering that I was not where I am now and I now had to navigate a lot of a lot of guilt or a lot of feeling less than for not being able to do everything that I could do before on a journey also with my conditions deteriorating mm -hmm. because of state neglect or xyz so it's like that's where you get that's the moment you get forced into being a pioneer and an activist when you have to forge your own path because it doesn't exist and you're like oh baby give yourself love compact to love you didn't you don't know no one you know you're you're working out working these things out yes yes and and in a way it's sort of helpful just as you say you know i, I don't want to paraphrase badly what you just said but just that idea of giving yourself permission right like i didn't know i did the best i could under the circumstances but now i know and it won't be the same again right mm -hmm. and just as you were talking there you know like you in as a as a black woman in particular you you know you're not seen in these spaces and you have to kind of like because nobody's asking you right nobody's asking you what do you need no one's asking you how do you how can we support you in this and i i just want to say this like kind of publicly like i think in my opinion that's that's the first step that anyone could take is to like ask the question, right? Mm -hmm. Like, is there, um, I suppose in looking back, like if there, is there something, is some kind of wisdom that you wish other people n n would know? Um, so, so you don't have to push and pioneer and, and, and be the trailblazer. I think there needs, I mean, there are so many people, um, organizations more equipped than me really um that exist that are doing this that are doing this work and for 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 it to be budgeted for there to be a role that is in charge of access mm -hmm. if you are putting on anything in the arts realm anything anywhere for goodness sake but this is that's not my jurisdiction right now <laughs> like because we're going into we're going if we're doing it you know right with touching truth like mm -hmm. that's not a small thing it changes people when they enter 
and the exit spaces, even digital spaces. That's why we have these words safeguarding. Like it feels like a real strong, important word. And yet like it can become real slippery when it comes to the everyday. Mm -hmm. um, so I think, yeah, access as that, like me and Coco really hammer accessibility as standard. And so there, there is a system for someone to ask a question someone to ask the question or the person are the person is there to ask the question of people mm -hmm. and that person can really easily you know research i i've been out at it for a minute and you can research and you can learn and you can ask questions that mean that you have an offering yeah. the difference it makes for an institution to say to its most marginalized people like we've seen you, you like we have learned from the things you've already been saying and we're not coming with empty hands we have something and it might be wrong but we just we wanted it to say we have thought of this we have this and we're open to listen yeah i mean that's not specifically with funeral flowers that's just from a past mm, that's, a, course, that's yeah. a energy from a past life that i'm like that forethought yeah to the fact that we're not having posh white audiences anymore like that's not what the narrative is we're expanding our def definition of storytelling storytelling and mirroring um our the our commute communal existence and how do we do that storytelling and mirroring our communal existence everything you say i just want to applaud you rachel <laughs> <laughs> And and then and I feel like we haven't we haven't even touched on your time as an actor actually mm. um, and and but I understand from what I read and please you know this is your your floor um, it seems to me uh, that the space and the time was put in place for you for for you to do your best job and and because you were able to do your best job you did really bloody well at it and everything like it. <laughs> yeah i think it's honestly the 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 more i've been able to and my my agent wendy i call her mama wendy because that is the the energy they're like <laughs> seeing me as another daughter of this fucking universe and cheerleads me as such in this industry she's mama bear and she's like we're gonna get you what you need and supports me to articulate and work out what that is as being fair and right and just and just matter of fact she doesn't even mess around with it and that i'm not used to being again that courageous she's bold and but, but you know asking she'll be like well ask and if it's not you know if we can't get it that way we'll look another way it just that in itself is rad is also radical for me and she we're very similar in a in a way of as being survivors so she supports supports me in believing that I deserve to have the things that enable me to do my work in the best possible way if these people are saying they want me to be there and be welcome she's like yeah <laughs> and that's that's more of what we need 
Yeah. And, and I mean, shout out to Mama Wendy, right? Yes, like, yes, Wendy. If we, ha- if we have people like that on the side... <laughs> honestly just cheering us on that's what that is what we need Mm -hmm. we need to not be scared of love in a professional space Mm -hmm. like for it not to be only deemed a creepy thing to care about about people like honestly it's one of the best parts of my day to get um a a self-tape or an audition or just a message from my agent because I know that she cares about me Mm -hmm. like that in that connection is not primarily about profit or about her demands or needs mm-hmm. and it makes everything work better it does make everything work better completely <laughs> completely completely hey, Rachel I feel like I've literally just stra- scratched the surface with you I want to talk with you all the time forever um, <laughs> and we can change the world <laughs> oh yes let's Please, go let's, let's, let's yes um uh, I wrote down abundancy of access. At one point you mentioned abundancy access and I just want to highlight that as well. Like, yes, from the start, from day one, from before mm. day one, like. Yeah, exactly. It's It's got to be in. Abundance. Because yeah. then we can work out how to make it run, you know, efficiently. It's not just allowed to be acceptable to be present either. We, you know, as dis- disabled people, we, we know something can be there and not work or be on the whatever floor or be dirty or be whatever. Or, you know, we didn't deserve the, to feel that, to be valued. Yes. Um, yes. Yeah. And thank you for bringing so much value to this conversation. I'm not even at my thank yous yet, actually, but. <laughs> okay what i am at though because i can't believe that's our time up what i am at is our quick fire round amazing okay <laughs> ready Give me a second because i just want to get the laptop charger oh yeah go laptop charger folks that's very important okay <laughs> and fast finish okay yeah, totally badly did uh I, i'm just checking mine's charging good it's all good, it's all good. Uh, right okay so this is the silly ridiculous bit uh, and it's just like this or that, this or that, and you have to answer as fast as you can. Okay. okay. Right. So uh, this goes like this: tea or coffee? Coffee. Cat or dog? Dog. Ooh. I have both. All oh, right. Oh, oh, you just, fa- you just, I had. Yes, oh, this you have a thing in my spirit called out. <laughs> <laughs> but that's maybe just today maybe tomorrow it's exactly better. we're always changing impermanence yeah. <laughs> absolutely absolutely uh okay uh costume or sex sex joe will be happy about that everyone's been taking costumes uh sea or mountain landscape sea pub or restaurant pub uh, late night or early morning? Late night. Right. Okay, this one could be a tricky one. So I don't mean to put you on the spot, but I'm about to. Uh, <laughs> perform- <laughs> performing your own words or someone else's? Oh. Um, my own. You're on. Yes! Yes! Of course. Of course. <laughs> Um, and 
my last quick one here is um, poetry. Read it quietly or say it out loud. Say it out loud. Yeah. Beautiful, beautiful. And then my final, final question that we ask all of our guests is um, because it's called the Green Room and we want to honour all these buildings that have not been open for a full year now um, and all these beautiful green rooms that have been a safe space for so many artists. Mm. Um, and we're just sort of um, uh, announcing which green room holds a special place in our hearts. So do you have a green room that you makes you feel all warm and fuzzy? Um... I, the bunker comes to mind. They had that, it's gone now, but they had that little writer's nook there yeah. and that always just felt like a really warm and welcoming space for artists. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Brilliant. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank that's, you. That's our chat. No, yay. <laughs> Thank you. Thank, Thank you so, so much. So I'm going to do a wee thank you, a few wee thank yous here. Um, so I've got a thank you for joining the green room. Thank you so much for watching and listening. Um, and a thank you to um, our beautiful, uh, fabulous, talented interpreters today. Whoop, 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 whoop. And um, thank you to David and Harry and Trevor for being the unsung heroes and doing all the, the hard work. And thank you so much. And uh, a big thanks to the other members of DH Ensemble and Hawkles Production uh, for um, all they do. And finally, a massive thank you to Rachel for just being a brilliant guest. Um, you. you are everything I hoped and more. And I, I, I've totally fangirled all over you. <laughs> 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 thank you it's such a joy thank you so much for having me um thank you, thank you so so much um uh, so to everyone watching if you have enjoyed this conversation and you want to join in the chat please leave us a comment on the youtube uh, or use a hashtag the green room underscore uk on our social media and um next week is another episode of the green room at half past seven on thursday thank you very much Goodbye. Bye. Guest, Rachel Nuokolo. Host, Jennifer Bates. Interpreters, Nikki Sai Lorison and Tracy Tyre. Music, Road Trips, Off Shane. The Green Room, a video podcast produced by Strive, a collective made up of the DH Ensemble and Hot Coals Productions. You can find all the videos and audio recordings of this series at www.strivecollective.org forward slash the hyphen green hyphen room. Twitter at Strive Collective with no E. Hashtag the green room underscore UK. Celebrating best practice, spotlighting unsung heroes, inspiring action. Logos for Strive, Hot Coals Productions and the DH Ensemble supported using public funding by Arts Council England.